What up, guys? Here we go. As a reminder, as I've been saying for several episodes, for every dunk that's made in this NBA Finals, I am donating $1 to dunkoncancer.org. If you have any money at all, even if it's just a buck, just just $1, go ahead. It's going to a great cause, cancer research. And I feel like since everyone, you know, they hate us because they ain't us, we are definitely in that New England Patriots territory of hatred for the Warriors. This is just a great way to show everyone how generous we can be. You know what? You can't get that mad at us because we're donating money to cancer for every dunk that's happening or just for any dunk. I'll donate, you know, you could donate $1 for one the next dunk that happens in the next game. Literally anything you have is greatly appreciated. Go to dunkoncancer.org for more information. If this is your first time listening to the Gold Cash, you should like and subscribe. Give us five stars. Give us 10 stars. Even if they don't allow 10 stars, write in. I'm giving this show 10 stars. Helps with the algorithm. Keeps us up at the top. You can find us on iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever great podcasts are sold for free. We are there. Like, subscribe. You can talk to us on iTunes. I mean, I'm sorry. You can talk to us on Twitter, at the underscore Goldcast. You can also talk to us on on my personal pages, at Rudy Solis. Three on Instagram at Rudy Solis three R D on Twitter. Follow me. I'll follow you back. Join the conversation. Most people tend to talk to me online. That's where all of my mailbags come from. Just literally everyone sending me messages, giving me comments, saying, "Hey, I think this. I think that." And as I mentioned before in previous episodes, we get information from all over the place. All right, here we go. Let's get started. Finally, I'm back. I'm going to talk about what the hell took this podcast a day and a half. Why is it a day and a half late? I will explain after the intro. But hey, man, your professor of fanalism is here. Class is in session. Let's go. San Francisco, are you ready? This is the Gold Cast. Boom. Welcome to another edition of the Gold Cast. We are the voice of the Bay. I'm your host, Rudy Swiss Third. And with me is you, and here we go. Game two is in the books. You know what? Actually, let's not start there. I want to start with the 49ers. It's the first episode of the week. We've been doing a lot of Warriors stuff. It's been great. It's been amazing. We'll finish the episode on the Warriors. I'm taking a swerve right here on the gold cast. We're going to start with the 49ers. But before, actually, I already broke my promise. I forgot to tell you guys why I was a day and a half late. So there's this little city. Perhaps you've heard of it. It's called the city of Las Vegas. And a buddy of mine's getting married, and he decided to have his little bachelor party in Las Vegas. And I think that's all you need to know. That's why I was late. I came back on Sunday, saw game three, slept for 12 hours, went to work on Monday. That is my life. Uh, you know, we I don't get paid to podcast. Not yet. Maybe. Maybe I will be soon. Hmm. hmm. Hint. Spoiler. We'll see. But I was out. So today, finally, I was able to sit down and get this sucker going. But let's start with a man who's at practice today. That would be one Navarro Bowman. Oh, man, Navarro Bowman. As you all remember, this guy spent eight years. I believe it was eight years. You know, we don't always fact check on this on the, the gold cast. Eight years with the 49ers. In his career total, so Navarro Bowman, one of the baddest mother effers in the world. 
you know, he was the, uh, you know, basically he was the companion to Patrick Willis in terms of, you know, who he was on the field. He was so good. Him, him and Willis were easily two of the best linebackers ever, or at least in recent history, easily. He was with the team for eight years. He had, let's see, he racked up, I'm looking at his stats right now, racked up 877 total tackles, 16.5 sacks, five interceptions, nine forced fumbles, six fumble recoveries, one touchdown. We all know the touchdown. The, the touchdown, this is what's amazing. What started the 49er dynasty, 1981, NFC Championship, 49ers versus Cowboys, was the catch. Joe Montana, Dwight Clark. The final game, a candlestick. You guys remember, it gives me chills just to talk about this. The final game at Candlestick when Matt Ryan is taking the Atlanta Falcons down. They have an opportunity to steal this game from us. Already, Bowman, he'd already messed up earlier in the game. Y'all remember. And then he comes back and he steals. The ball gets batted. I don't remember who bats the ball. But Bowman... Grabs it for the interception. 89-yard touchdown return. He jumps, does the flip into the end zone for what has what ended as basically the final play of the game, final play of Candlestick Park's career, the pick at the stick. If the dynasty was started with the catch, then that era of the 49ers history closes with an interception. So good. That is all... My God, I've heard so many different people say, including players, it was the loudest they ever heard Candlestick Park. I've seen clips from videos, people's phones of them showing, you know, showing it from the crowd. I mean, it reverberates like no tomorrow. That is one of my all-time favorite plays, one of the greatest plays in 49er history. Navarro Bowman, pick at the stick. He's retiring and he's retiring as a 49er. So even though this podcast is coming out about a day and a half late, I apologize. Still, we get to talk about this news. And this couldn't be more perfect than to open it up. Navarro Bowman was at practice today. He's in the huddle with the teams. And that's just amazing. I'm so glad he's retiring as a 49er. He should. It broke my heart. If you remember, he... Oh, man, he went out like a champ. So really when his career started to go down was during the the NFC Championship, the 2013, the 2013 one, where he, again, I believe, did he recover the fumble? He reco- Yeah, he recovered the fumble. Seattle fumbles the ball. They're in the red zone. He recovers it, and they tear his ACL, and the video is horrific. Don't go look at it because you see the leg bend in a way you don't want it to bend. But you know what? Navarro Bowman didn't let go of that ball. Even when they tore his freaking leg off, they, he didn't let go of that ball. That guy was a champ. He had so much heart. He was such a beast. And it sucked when we let him go. It was understandable, but it still hurt. Brand new regime. It was, you know, it the break, breakup wasn't as nasty as it could have been. It wasn't as nasty as it could have been, but it still was rough. But either way, Bowman is back. And he will retire 
as a 49er. Thank you, Navarro Bowman, for everything you've done. Thank you for the memories. Thank you for all of the quarterbacks whose hearts you ripped out of, especially during that, that Harbaugh era. That defense was the best. Man, Patrick Willis, Navarro Bowman, Alden Smith, Justin Smith, even Dante Whitner. He had that one hot year. Man, very that, that defense was just so amazing. I, I feel like the defense, definitely that team was a defensive-led team. You know, Alex Smith did great. Terrell Davis had some some moments. Frank Gore, what can you say? You can't say anything bad about Frank Gore. But that defense really defined the Harbaugh era. They were just incredible to watch. Let's hope that Lynch and Shanahan can repeat that going forward into this next era of 49er history. Let's hope that. Let's let's get a W, baby. Let's get some Ws, and let's start putting fear in quarterbacks' hearts. Let's do it for Navarro Bowman. Come on. Let's go. Let's go. All right. Moving on. Game two. I'm not going to say what's already been said because everyone's already said it. Lots of pundits, so there's no point in going over it. But I am going to explain one thing that I know. Here's why I don't coach professional basketball. Because on the last episode, I said, we're probably not going to see Boogie again for the rest of the, of, the, of the series. I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't play again. He looked slow, looked you know out of shape, looked at the game, was moving too fast for him. Fast forward to game two on Sunday, and they start him. And I'm sitting there going, why are they starting Boogie? What? What is going on? And then I get a phone call from... My dad, Rudy Solis Jr., the great, the the unofficial, one of the unofficial members of the Gold Cast. He calls me and he goes, I, "I said this was tough after the first half. I was like, this was tough. Oh my goodness, they they just look rough. They look overwhelmed. The Raptors look like they have them at every corner. They they I feel like this this team just doesn't. They just they look out of sorts, man. They look overwhelmed. The the defense of the Raptors is playing strong, and I just." This game feels like it's slowly slipping away from us. He goes, yeah. And I said, and what was up with Boogie starting? He goes, actually, I thought Boogie played pretty decent. I thought he played much better this game. I said, really? I thought he was all right. Then we get into that second half. And Boogie, Boogie becomes the MVP of that game. What he was doing out there, the whole Warriors rally again. And I've been talking about this a lot this year. I have to give a shout out to so many Goldcast listeners. This is this has probably been one of the coolest things that has happened. This has always been a 49er-centric podcast. This was originally called, for those of you who've been with us, my boy Dax, who was on who was on the show last last week. For those of you that know, this show was originally called the 49ers Goldcast, and we only did the Niner seasons and we wouldn't do anything else. And then a couple years back. I I believe, I can't remember I it's been so long. I can't remember when when we made the switch over, but we made the switch over and we started doing the we started doing all the teams. We did Warriors and Giants. We started doing that all year round. And we started just going all year round. And it it was a big bit of a transition, but most people still associate us with the 49ers. 49ers is what we get the most hits on. 49er centric episodes what is what what gains the most interest. Obviously, we're in the Bay. We're San Francisco focused, San Francisco native, born and raised, 23rd admission. Let's go. St. Luke's, boom, in the house, in the building. But we are still primarily a 49er centric 
podcast. That is where people's focus likes to be. Having said that, I've had a lot of Goldcast people reach out to me on Twitter and on Instagram and say, hey, you know, I've been watching the Warriors because of everything you've been saying. And man, it's pretty awesome to watch, you know, because still there's, you know, there's still that stigma. They're in Oakland, not in San Francisco. There's a little bit of that going on. But there's, I've had a lot, a lot of Goldcast Nation reach out to me. 49er Faithful saying, you know, they've been rolling with Dub Nation and, and watching the Warriors. So I think that's super dope. Thank you very much. I'm glad that we could contribute and help on that end and just bring a little bit more sports to your life. A little more San Francisco Bay Area sports. They're in San Francisco next year. I mean, officially next year, they are the 49ers. Not the 49ers. They'll be San Francisco's. They will always be a Bay Area team, but they're back in the city? Come on, SF. Come on. We have to. We have to at that point. Once they're in San Francisco, you don't have a choice anymore. They're, They're here. So, Boogie comes out. The defense comes out to play. And this, everyone's been saying this, and this series has truly been Strength in numbers. The hashtag, the slogan, this is the classic slogan from this decade, strength in numbers. And I will say, on the flip side, we've been talking so much about how great this is. I'm also very nervous. KD is still out for game three. That was officially announced today. I Sometimes I'm psychic and sometimes I have to hold this podcast back because my psychic brain tells me that I must wait for two days so we can get more news to you. KD's out. Clay is questionable, although Clay's gonna, I'm pretty sure Clay's gonna play, but the question is what kind of version of Clay are we gonna get? What what kind of version of this team are we gonna get in general? Let's let's talk a stat. This stat was been it was on ESPN all day yesterday, and I took a photo of it so I could tell you guys. So the Warriors by availability of the big four since 2016-17, since we added Durant. Okay, the big four is Steph Curry, Kevin Durant. Draymond Green, and Klay Thompson. When all four are in, when all four are in, their win-loss record is 151 wins to 40 losses, a winning percentage of .791. That's pretty good. When it's three of the four, three of the four, they have 60 wins, 22 losses, winning percentage of .732. Not a huge drop, just a little drop. When it's two of the four, their win-loss record is 13 of eight, and it's .619. Obviously, it's rare they've had two of the four. When it's one or fewer, they're three of five, and their win percentage drops under 500, .375. Now, here's the thing. We don't have a lot. You know, We're comparing three games, three wins versus 151. So rarely, obviously, rarely, it's eight games total they've played without with one or fewer. It's very rare that they play with one or fewer. But I do have to admit, man, it is a little nerve-wracking. I mean, how many more? So Looney's out. Kevon Looney is out. You guys know that, right? Looney's out. Kevin Durant's not coming back. Clay is questionable. My, my, the nervous thing about this is how many guys have to drop before we before this breaks the camel's back. I'm not sure. I have no idea. I have no idea what's going to happen in game three. I honestly don't know. Going back to this game two, as I mentioned before, I'm the idiot that tells you on, this, on the gold cast, well, you know, probably not going to see Boogie again. And then Boogie is the MVP of the game. The whole team 
rallies. Cook Cook was like three for three from behind the arc. That was that was impressive. It was truly a team victory. The second half, they rally. They go 18-0 in that third quarter. I know you guys have heard it, but don't act like you don't want to hear it again. I love to hear I could literally, I read this stuff and watch this stuff for like three days straight after we win. I don't care. Eight, neither do you. And if you do, now you don't. 18-0. The Raptors don't score for like the first five minutes. It was destruction. It was destruction. That third quarter rally came, and finally the Warriors look like themselves. But, geez, man, they're getting... I mean, they're just dropping like flies this year. Like flies. We basically got Steph Curry, Iguodala, Draymond, and uh, just the rest of the team. The only guy that doesn't look didn't look that hot was Jarebko. Do you guys agree with that? I, I didn't think Jarebko looked... I didn't think he played that strong. But in general, we are down... All the big superstars, and if, but luckily we're going home. But I, I can't tell you. I don't know what Warriors team is going to show up. I, I don't know. I don't know what this is going to look like. This is, you know, you're gonna you're gonna have probably Steph, Steph, so Steph, Boogie, Dre, obviously in the starting lineup, probably Iguodala, and then I'm not sure who we go with after that. Maybe. Livingston, maybe we go Bogut and go a little bit big. I'm not entirely sure. I'm not, I have no idea who's starting uh, tomorrow. This has been a crazy, crazy ride. This has been the one of the wildest and weirdest postseasons in this run for the Warriors. I can't think of a stranger one. This one's pretty weird. Definitely. The year Steph got hurt. I think that's the year we lost. The year Steph got hurt, and then we came back from 3-1 to beat OKC. I believe that was the same year. I think that was 2016. That was a weird year, too. That was definitely weird. Steph in and out of the lineup, not looking like himself. So this is truly a test of what the Warriors can do. I mean, beyond test. The the Raptors, remember we talked about before Game 1 in that preview, we talked about how the Raptors were 8th, in offense and first place in defense. We talked about that. So that eighth offense finally showed up. Siakam did not have the game that he was supposed to have. In fact, let me drop let me drop some of these stats right here. Okay, so for the Raptors, let's see here. Siakam only 12 points today. Siakam comes back down to earth, which I had a feeling. Kawhi goes the opposite way. He has a pretty big monster game. He gets at 34 points. We held him under 25 in game one. He gets out to 34. Marcus Gasol only had six points. Kyle Lowry, 13, fouled out of the game. Danny Green, eight points. Van Fleet, 17. So we do a pretty good job of maintaining the rest of the team. And so we did, we did what I said, what I suspected we were going to do was we let Kawhi roam a little bit more, and then we started taking away his team from him. They still played Kawhi, Kawhi hard. They played him super hard. That was a very physical game. I said this on Twitter. This game was an all-out war, and that's what it felt like. So we did a, we did a good job of really buckling down and not giving Kawhi many weapons as far as his team was concerned. Pascal Siakam comes back down to earth. That 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 5-minute run for those of you that haven't didn't watch the the Eastern Conference Finals between the Bucks and the Raptors, that five-minute run where the Raptors couldn't drop, save, buy a bucket to save their lives, that they went on so many runs like that during during that Eastern Conference Finals. This is not a new thing. Some people I was watching some pundits talk about 
well, you can't expect the Raptors to shoot that bad again. I watched them shoot that bad for that entire series. They were horrific. Definitely not on the level of the Warriors. Like, really bad. Just could not buy buckets. When that five-minute stretch was going, I was looking at the screen going, yep, here it is. I was waiting for this offense. I knew this Raptors offense would show up, and it did. On our side, let's talk a little bit about our side. Steph Curry, rough first half, ends up with 23 buckets. Clay, 25. Green with 17. Iguodala with the dagger. Y'all know the dagger. No. Okay, so do you remember this play? I haven't seen too many people talk about this. So Curry gets the ball. He throws it to Livingston. Kawhi jumps on him. I swear to God, I thought Kawhi intercepted. I was like, oh, well, that's a turnover and probably a layup. And now we're in trouble. That's That flashed in my head within two seconds. But then all of a sudden, Livingston throws it to Iguodala. And Iguodala drops that dagger three. And that ended the game. That end, that was it. That was, that was it. Right when that happened, I was like, that's it. That's game. That is game. But I swear... Watch the replay again of that. Iguodala is, I mean, I'm sorry. Kawhi Leonard is so close to intercepting that ball. It was insane. That was so crazy. I can't believe Livingston yanks it. And Livingston yanks it out of his way. He just yanks it with a fury, throws it, throws it over to Iggy, and Iggy's there, wide open, boom. And then I love Iggy with the point. He just points at at Livingston that was oh that was classic Warriors that was so good that was my favorite play but what no one really talks about is how if Steph throws that a little bit poorer it wasn't the greatest pass to begin with but he he throws it a little bit worse we're probably talking about maybe Raptors stealing game two and now being up 2-0 in in the uh in the finals but they didn't it didn't happen and the Warriors have now tied this series up. And now tomorrow, Wednesday night, they go back to Oracle to face the Raptors for Game 3. And if, if we were at full strength, it'd be fine. Even if, even without KD, I would say we're probably going to run the tables in Oracle. I believe that. But the Raptors will be facing a depleted Warriors, Rops, R- Warriors roster. And I, for one... I'm very nervous, but I look forward to it. So tell me in the comments, I want to know from you guys what happens in the next two games. So you have a day and a half here. Go on to youtube.com slash the goldcast. That's the best place to place your comments because I read those all the time. Go on to youtube.com slash the goldcast and tell me who, who is going to win games three and four at Oracle. Do the Warriors take them both to get to go up 3-1 do they split the series again giving home field event home field advantage back to toronto does toronto take two straight games against a depleted warriors roster i want to know let me know go to youtube.com slash the goldcast if you go into the description on itunes you can just literally click right there in the description it'll take you right over to the YouTube page. That'd be the best place to leave your comments. Like, share, subscribe. I like to go through all those comments. All right. So we will be back after Wednesday. I'm trying to line some interviews up. I've already been reaching out. 
you know, I've been thinking a lot about the gold cast and thinking about how we are the voice of the Bay. So I started to reach out to some super fans and some people within organizations to start lining up interviews. I want to hear from you guys. I want to hear from some of the super fans, the people that are famous for their fandom because the gold cast represents just all the psychopaths, all the diehards for Bay Area sports. And so I've been, I will be bringing on some super fans, some you may heard of, some you haven't heard of, and then people that are affiliated with these great organizations. So I cannot wait to have some people on, but we're going to be doing some interviews coming up here and then they'll be, they'll be released in time here. But we should be doing a podcast. I'm either going to do one on Wednesday night after the game or I might do it Thursday because I think I'm going to be linking up and interviewing somebody. So we might talk about Game 3 together and that will be part of our interview. So I haven't decided. i got to figure it out. It's got to, got to send a couple messages and figure out exactly what we're going to do and who, when we're going to do it, our conversations. But that will be coming up. You'll be seeing a little bit of a an evolution to the gold cast with bringing on super fans. I really want to hear from the super fans and uh, I have a kind of a list that I've been compiling via social media, looking around and seeing who I like and who I, uh, who I'd like to talk to and go, Hey, let's talk about, let's talk about sports, football, baseball, basketball, let's talk Warriors, Giants, 49ers. Let's do it all. All right. So we'll be back soon, either late tomorrow or Thursday. So concludes another edition of the Gold Cast. We are the Voice of the Bay. I'm your host, Rudy Suisse III, and we'll see you next time. Same Gold Cast time, same Gold Cast channel. This is, this is the Gold Cast. <laughs>